Otherwise on SAFM. Welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. Hazel Makuzeni is my producer, and our technical producer for today is Rob Parkins. You may reach us on 0892 10 or email us on otherwise at safm.co.za.
the beautiful Lyra. I'm a believer. Um, I know she's got a book out as well, um, and I haven't read it, but I think it's that time of the year when we have the time to read books and listen to some music and not be as serious as we are usually during during uh, the year. Well, you're listening to Otherwise, and I've been collecting as much of the 21 Icons SA portraits as I could get hold of every Sunday in my paper. And now I know that I'm missing a few, but one of those I did not miss is of one accomplished marathon runner, and mountaineer Evelina Shabalala will be chatting to her later. And the latest addition to the 21 Icon Africa, and uh, who had a portrait in, uh, taken in Cape Town, is a poet and custodian of stories and storyteller, Dr. Glenn Amphopa. She also joins us later on the program. Now, I said earlier that it may be the silly season, and it is. Uh, so we talked to... Uh, Mike Mabasa from the Industry Association for Responsible Alcohol Use. And we know at this time of the year, usually people abuse alcohol and then do the silliest of things and live to regret it. So what can we do? What can we expect? What should we not be doing as far as alcohol abuse is concerned? And how do we assist those that would um, abuse alcohol at this time? So those are the topics coming up today. But we'll come back and talk to Evelina after this. SAFM is your radio station, so we want to hear what you have to say. We value your inputs and opinions on our programming. The format works for me well. In fact, my day won't be complete without SAFM. And why have you got an SABC representative on that program? It's, it's for editors, not SABC reps. I love these signing programs. I love hearing everybody's comments. You know, it seems that SAFM is becoming the voice of the dominant global elite, you know, not the ordinary uh, man in the street. I think SAFM is doing a pretty sterling job. Email us. J-O-Z-I at safm.co.za Fax us on 011-714-5829 Or comment on our Facebook page, SAFM Radio Thank you for taking the time to provide us with your feedback This will be carried forward as we think about the future of SAFM's programming SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader Otherwise, on SAFM one of our 21 Icons South Africa series, whose portrait looks absolutely amazing. Uh, she's accomplished marathon runner and mountaineer, Evelina Shabalala. Evelyn, welcome to Otherwise, and thank you for your time. Oh, thank you very much, and thank you to, to, to uh, calling me to the SAFM. Evelina, congratulations, firstly, for being part of the, the series of 21 Icons. But you, you've... You've climbed the world's highest mountains, including Mount Kilimanjaro, Mount Elbrus in Russia, and Mount, I don't know how to pronounce that one, in, in Argentina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you must you tell know, me how you know, to pronounce uh, that. That thing was amazing. Even just to do the mountain for me, okay, it's another achievement. Otherwise, everybody knows me at this I'm a marathon runner. But just to do the, the mountain is another achievement. For me, and also like to show the people how the women strong we are. Now, you did all of these things. You're a marathon runner. You've done all of this um, while you're HIV positive. Yes, my darling. Uh, it's, 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 it's very amazing. Special people was worried about, how this woman is going to do uh, these mountains and all that stuff. But she is HIV positive. 
But for me, you know, if you know yourself, and if you are, you are strong and you believe, and also I, I, I trust God, I know it's going to take me through. Like you said, my my uh, my dream come true. If you like to do the mountain, uh, where I start, where I start. She was a guy that was looking somebody to do the mountain climbing, African woman. And then, okay, uh, somebody give it to me. Evelyn, 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 is your radio on? The radio? Yes. Uh, for my side? Yes. Yes, I, 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 um, it's not a, no, some of the people even downstairs are waiting. I, I didn't tell them you must open the radio. <laughs> no, they must turn the radio off because you, you're echoing and we're battling to hear you properly. So oh, really? They must please turn the radio off. So no, but okay. it's not radio that I'm sending. I'm in the room. Oh, okay. I, I'm not sure where the, the, the echo comes from. So uh, you, you, you were telling us about your HIV status and climbing? Yes, and no, like I said, you see, the school was worried. Since you know, everybody knows me, I'm SRV positive. How are we going to cope to do this mountain and then uh, all that stuff? But for myself, as I said, okay, I'm positive. And then I'm going to do all this mountain. And then really, I start my first, my first mountain was a, 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 a hill mountain, which is uh, it's like a, a right exam. We sit at land, and then I get on top, we sit at pass. And then I was sitting down, and then we should have passed. And then I took uh, 2006, and then I go to Kilimanjaro. Uh, and then also, what my, my, my aim was to meet Mr. Mandela, you see. And then that guy said to me, okay, we're going to make a competition. If you get on top of Kilimanjaro, definitely going to go meet my diva. I said positive. Um, I told myself, I'm going to meet him. Mm. And, then, and then and I go, and then I get on top of Kilimanjaro. I told the South Africa flag. And then after that, I said, now, I need to go to, to, wait to go home, to go to meet my diva. And really, after that, it was his day, day, but me, I go the following day. I didn't go the same day, day, I go the following day. And mm-hmm. then I'm him. was amazing for me. I think. Evelina, I'm going to ask us to come back to you. We, your line is very bad. We're going to take our next guest, and then we'll come back and talk to you when we've got a better line, okay? Uh, okay, I wonder why, but it's quiet. Okay, there's a lot of windy outside, but inside I'm alone. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll have to fix that. Thank you so much. Uh, my producer will call you back again and, okay. and, and see if we can get you on a better line. Um, uh, but uh, I, that, that's such a pity because I really, but we will get it back and talk to her. While we celebrate our 21 icons of South Africa, the latest edition is also the last one of the series, storyteller and poet and custodian of our stories. Dr. Gunam congratulations and welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And greetings to the SFM listeners. You are in good company, hey? I certainly am. It's amazing and humbling. It is. I mean, it's such a wonderful um, kind of acknowledgement for you. Oh, my goodness. I'm listening to Evelyn as well. It's just, oh, stunning. You know, it, I mean... Stunning. What a it, beautiful lady. It is... So it's it's so encouraging for all of us, you know. And I know that um, as a storyteller, as a custodian of our stories, um, over these past ten days, you know, I had a conversation with Lawrence Hamburger last week, who's a filmmaker, and I said, "How are we going to document this period of our lives? How are we going? To, what should we be using to document it?" And I'm sure part of your thoughts were 
what stories can be written, what stories can be told, but how do we preserve the, 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 all the stories that happened during the past 10 days? And use uh, the, the, the possibility of documentary films and um, some of them to be just as is, so that whoever listens to the, to, to the documentary, watches the documentary, can see exactly how it was told. Mm. Uh, because some of the stories that, are, that, that I, I got to hear, or the, the, the events I participated in, were just amazing. Mm. Um, I was at the State Theatre on Wednesday when the artists donated their time and performed. Oh, my goodness. When I thought, okay, that was the best performance, the next one came on. And then, oh, that, that was brilliant. That was the best. And then another one. My goodness. What talent we have in this country. You and so it, it just that's one event. There are many, many events that took place. And we should be a proud country. But all that pride is wonderful. But it's not good enough if we don't take the baton forward, the many batons. You, you see? And that Mandela was given many, many gifts. Like many of us, and um, he used them up. When he goes back to his creator, I've used every one of my talents that you've given me. And that is wonderful to go back to your creator with that message. And all of us have got the big uh, challenge right now to do that. You know, one of our great poets, Ubudpitida, keeps saying the baobab has fallen. Yes. Indeed, it's a giant baobab of hope. Mm. I finish that sentence. I say, we have eaten the fruit. Let's make sure that we do something about it. We have a, we've got a responsibility. We've eaten the fruit of the baobab. Let it show in our deeds, not in our talk. Let it show in the way that we love this country and give everything for it. In the way that we love our children. Thank you very much. I feel like the word future must be banned, must be just not used if we don't love our children as we are borrowing this land, this country, this continent uh, from our children. Hmm. Zina, yesterday again I had discussions with friends who were collecting all the newspapers, collecting posters and say they're keeping it for their children because they, they, this history will never be written. Because we, we are storytellers. We, yes, we're not we writers much. But now, uh, the not too many Kunam shoppers who are telling those stories, the, the Mokoko are not sitting around the fire with children and telling stories. How, how, how do we make sure that people like you continue and we get more Kunam shoppers to continue to tell these stories, but in a, in a, in a, in a, in a factual and responsible as it is, you know, without being peppered, because the longer, uh, the, I mean, 20 years down the line, the story then, We'll have uh, ribbons and hips and um, (laughs) uh, the broken telephone, (laughs) the broken telephone kind of thing. (laughs) I think um, we've got a responsibility to capture these stories and and make talking books, and also uh, have got uh, have um, some of the events that have been um, documented uh, on on camera to be kept really uh, safely and, and distributed, especially amongst schools and high schools. The children must not wait for, for 10, 20 years to hear these stories again. It must be continuous. And also, I think there are many people that are telling stories in this country. It's just that they are not um, uh, professional storytellers, mm. as it were. Mm. They are telling stories. I have met amazing people. The stories, the way they, they tell stories of, of their own families or the stories of the experiences. There are some shared experiences. Uh, if, if, I look, if I look at um, what happened, uh, what was the date now? The, the, 20, the 26th 
the, it was the 17th of August. Mm-hmm. We were at the FNB Stadium, and it was the, the sports and art uh, celebrating that Mandela. And I was um, lucky to spend all the hours I spent with my hotel queens. Mm-hmm. Not only do we want a book and a CD and a DVD about those ladies, we also want some of the experiences they've had. Mm-hmm. And the, when they walked onto the stage, those ladies, mm-hmm. people who are uh, close to 40 or 50, oh my goodness, I don't have that amount of energy. Oh, how, the, how do they do it? How do they do it? <laughs> and the same has to do with um, uh, some of our leaders um, that, that we revere. The, the leaders that we revere are different in the sense that they preserve themselves, they take care of themselves, and they, they, they in, in, in whatever they do, they, they put that wonderful recipe that little spice called respect, respect, mm. respect. Oh, because without respect, respecting yourself and respecting those you come into contact with, sometimes you, you might be the most talented human being in the world, but because you're missing an ingredient, you feel like you're not quite making it, you're not quite making it, or even respecting the space that you are given to, 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 to share your, your, your art or your talent or your role, whether you're a politician or you're a church person or whether you're working in the, in the health industry, whether you're in education, doesn't matter where you function uh, as a social worker, whether you're digging the gold, you know, digging the gold out of the mines that makes us the rich country that we are. We need to respect them. They need to respect themselves. It's not a little spice, Trina. It's the main ingredient. It's, it's the main ingredient. It is absolutely. the main ingredient. It's the main ingredient. And so it feels to me right now like that respect is, is falling off. It's like we are, we are shedding respect as a nation. We need to bring back. We can't shed the, the, the main ingredient, as you say. You know, um, you, the, the reason I like this 21 Icons uh, campaign is, is it's brought about um, a, a, the fact that we, we have icons everywhere in our communities. And Correct. Correct. You know, it, it's not just the, the t- top 20, 100, uh, the top 20 earners or, you know, the highest earners of the country or the highest politicians. It's looked at the, 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 the just the, the, the Ubuntu Beto. Ubuntu Beto. And our, we find it every, yes. And um, again, you, you can be called, you know, in Isizulu, when, when uh, somebody does despicable things, they look at that person, as in, again, Umuntulo. Again, Umuntulo. This is not a human being. Mm-hmm. They will say of you. It's almost like you lose your, your right to be a human being. So we, we, we need to, to, to it's, not a, it's not a kind of thing just because you walk on two legs and you know how to speak and you wear clothes and then you're a human being. You earn it again and again and again in the way you carry yourself and walk with dignity on the land of our forefathers. Just uh, your thoughts on reconciliation. We had that mm. day yesterday. Correct. And um, there have been lots of discussions. And, and this is what I enjoyed about the 10 days of our morning. And I say enjoyed because we got to talk to each other. Mm. We got to, talk to we, talk, we got to be honest and, and tell the truth about who we are and about, and about our feelings and our pain and our love for this country. Yes. What were your thoughts? What, what, what should we be doing? What, should, what, should, what are we thinking when we say reconciliation? I think um, some of the discussions um, are happening um, in a nice way because we want to be nice, and especially when, when we are in public platforms, mm. so that we come across as nice. <laughs> and sometimes there are certain things that are not going right. 
and we are scared to say them out loud that these things are not going right. That's the best way of reconciling, to say certain things, not with an accusing finger, mm. no, not with an accusing finger, but to say this is not going right. And sometimes when we are able to say that honestly without being accusatory, another person will say, I didn't know I was doing that. Yes. You know what? I, I, didn't, I was not even aware because sometimes we are conditioned to behave in a particular way. But so the spaces... we need to, to have uh, forums. Some, some of them don't have to be public forums. Yes. They could be small forums, but they need to, to have a ripple effect. It must happen all over South Africa where we talk honestly to one another. We find ways of bringing us back to that um, nucleus, starting with the family and then the immediate community around the family, and then the village, and then the, the, the small town, and then the cities. Mm-hmm. Unless we do that, I don't know how we're going to do it, because people keep wanting the government to facilitate. Government is not capable, okay? The government cannot facilitate. Well, I, I think we need... I, I, need, I think <laughs> we need... This kind of reconciling <laughs> that is honest and true, you know, of community after community, family after family, and uh, nation, the whole nation. So it, it, it something we must do. The government might make it possible by... Maybe, I don't know, but maybe the government can make it possible by the way that they also come, um, come easy. They, 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 they're easy on people who are saying, we don't like this, in the way that, is, that those people are not um, ostracized. Mm. That's the word I'm looking for. That, that people who speak up, who say, we don't like this. We're not against this polit- political party or that. We just don't like the particular person who's doing this or this particular department that is doing this. But mm. we need to say these things. But oh, very many of us are scared. You say that and then you're ostracized and you're what? And we shouldn't be scared if we say we are a free society. I guess the spaces need where, where these conversations happen need to be safe spaces. Safe spaces. Safe spaces where, you know, no one will throw stones at you, you know. And the manner in which it's said, it's not said in anger. No. It, 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 is, it no. is expressed in a, in a... Yeah, I guess I guess we would need some sort of facilitation, almost like the, 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 the truth and reconciliation, truth and reconciliation. <laughs> you know, but in a, in, a, in a much looser kind of... so that it, it permeates and, and everybody gets a taste of it. So now, you chose your, your portrait to be taken in Guguletu at the, at the Art Centre. At Guga's Tebe. Mm-hmm. At Guga's Why? I mean, I you, you in, live, you live. Uh, this, this place was suggested to me. I, I, did, I just was told I'm going to Cape Town, and ah. then they suggested Guga's Table. Ah. I have performed at Guga's Table before. I've done a lovely, I've done a book launch there, and I've also performed at Guga's Table for the elders in the community, and I've had so much fun there. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so for me, when they suggested Guga's Table, I said yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, number two, um, to be in a, in a, in a place uh, that is uh, not in my hometown, uh, in Cape Town, uh, so I went to Cape Town rather, and it was Guga's Tebe. It's a place that is um, um, uh, a place that belongs to ordinary South Africans, mm-hmm. and so for me that was an acceptable space. And there's a lot of creativity going place there. There's a lot of um, empowerment going on, and skills sharing and transfer, mm-hmm. and I love that. For me, that is nation building. Every time we share our skills with one another, we're building a nation. So I loved being there big time. I love your passion. Thank you so much for talking to us, Dr. Yeah, I'm really, really humbled to be one of the 21 icons. I mean, there are 21 times 7 and then some more out oh. there. And we should honor each and every one of, each, of, of us as South Africans. Thank you for your time.
That was Dr. Tlinam Shope, uh, one of the last editions of the 21 Icons South Africa Portraits. Collect them, they're wonderful. It's time. Um, I don't think we have news headlines. Do we have news headlines? Time for news headlines with Utsila Sako? I don't think we have news headlines. My producer does not know that. But we're going to come back, uh, to take a little break. No, no, in fact, uh, no, no, we'll continue having a conversation with Evelina Shabalala because we, we, the line wasn't as good at the time, but I'm hoping it is good at this time. Evelina, hello. Yeah, hello, Mama. Oh, yeah, Pila. That sounds a lot better. <laughs> now I want to ask you, I can speak... Um, you will. You can speak in any language you like. I just need. I would have to translate though because we 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 have we have other people listening, and I want I the whole of South Africa know, to understand you. But I you know. may speak in any language. We'll 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 we'll, we'll get yeah, on. Comfortable, you know most. Yes, yes, I know uh, most. Okay. So, so tell me, you 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 climbed Kilimanjaro. You met Utada. Yes. And. What what happened after that? Because you it, after Kilimanjaro, then you continued. To uh, okay, uh, after Kilimanjaro, I do uh, a Kankwa, and then after that, I do uh, Argentina. Mm. Uh, and then she after that just yes, was uh, sometimes uh, if I start to get the my heart feel very painful, and mm. then sometimes if you know, I'm not feeling even to talk about the what's happening there, but it is, I say, thanks God, I survived, I come home still alive. Where, in Argentina? In no, Russia. In Russia? Yes. Was that a bad experience for you? I, okay, it was, if you, for my side, I, I, I can say, it was better if maybe, like, since people know that I, I'm uh, HIV positive, mm-hmm. maybe I was struggling with my uh, healthy or my, but everything was 100%. But now the things was not right. The equipment, everything that makes me anger and anger. End of the day, I, I need to turn back. And then after that, I turn back. Most I must turn back alone. The people must carry on. So was, 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 was the problem the fact that you were HIV positive? No, no, no. It was, it was, like, like, like to me, I was, I was, I was, I was sick. If never was better, if never, I can say, never was sick, I was not going to go through. You know what I mean? Mm. But now, you see, my equipment was broken. Everything, uh-huh. you see, I, I try all my best. You know, you know what was happening? Like, my, 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 my light, like everything mine was dark, man. Just can say that. Hmm. But I said, I said, I said to the, to the guy that, please guys, I'm not, I want to go there. I came here to, to go through. I'm not coming to turn back. Hmm. But he said, Evelina, but you see your stuff is not right. I said, no, please guys. And you know what happened? At night, my tent was dark. Everything was dark. The light was off, everything was off. But I said, please, guys, I'm going to go in between. That person got the lights, I'm going to stand in between you and you guys got the lights. Me, I'm going to be in the middle, just walk. Also, I want to go through, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the question, me, go with me, go with me. But now also my crumbles, my crumbles was bro- broken, was always was falling down. And now we must stop and fix it again and go. We know almost how difficult to climb in the, in, the, in the ice. And then broken. And now, and it tell me, I think... Uh, four times to turn there, but I said no. And then in the last day, okay, we go till up the top, like there, we're going to go down now. Now, see now, it's really danger. Mm-hmm. Evelyn, tell me, what what keeps you going on? I mean, you know, you, you, 
you've done and achieved so many beautiful yes. things. What gives you your strength every day? You see, to give me a strength every day, you know, most always, God said, call me every time. If you are, you are in the trouble, if you are suffer, if you are anything problem, you must remember, I'm there for you. Mm-hmm. Always I was said, God give me the strength. Mm-hmm. And especially since people know me, the people who was not believing I can go through, you know what I mean? All these things, mountains and sleeping in, eat the ice and everything. And then uh, everybody was said, no, we don't know how it's going to come back, you know, but I survived all the way. And then I come back. It was only that uh, uh, Russia was, made my heart very hard. But I said also quickly, I said, okay, I must not panic. I must be positive. Otherwise, we're not going to go back. But I must be positive to go back to South Africa. Mm. And then really, and also, you see, that time before we go down, my father, my father passed away. You see, anything happened to me, my father coming at night, like if I'm sleeping, I see something, it's going to come, just tell me that and that. And then even there, she told me, and my name is Sigile. Okay, it's not Sigile, but call me Sigile. She told me, Sigile, you see, you, on, you, you are on danger. I didn't even ask a question, say, no, Baba, or what. I said, yes. And then just I turned back, I go back. But now I was lost the whole day. Mm. I was lost. Um, my sister, so what are you doing now? Okay, now uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just running and then... Uh, um, Train the kids in the community, but it's not a lot now. Since March, my work is changed, but I like to go to the community, take the kids from the street, put them in the sport. You know, most this time is a very, very drugs and alcohol mm. and all that stuff. The kids is very, really need need to keep him tight with the sport. Mm. Different sport, not okay. I can say since I'm a runner, he must run, but the different coach. Like what? Like different schools, like like rugby, cricket, soccer, mm, mm. swimming, jumping, okay. and okay. all that things, you know. Just to keep the kids in uh, uh, one place. Mm. No time to go to think, to steal, think to break, make a break, and all that stuff, you know. Mm, mm. And, yeah. and and you still run every day? Yes, I run every day. Right now, you see, now we are doing that 16 days activity, that, uh, um, uh, discovering health. Uh, he was work HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. I was doing that also. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of that uh, thing. Especially the people must see, knows me and one also to see me face to face. Must also be HIV positive. Now yes. also I present the people is HIV positive. to show guys, if you HIV positive, it's not the end of the life. You must know your life is still on. Now, what what has changed? Is are you are you getting better? Are you is your lifestyle changing? Is your diet changed? How how are you sustaining oh, yourself? Oh, you see, change a lot. Everything every day things change. Every day every, every day things change. Even the people looking look at me said, "No man, Mama." But I told him, "Hey, I'm not I'm not fishy man. I'm very old. I'm got it." I'm like a grandmother. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a popo or mama. I said, why are you always so active? And then you don't look at how old are you? I'm 48 years old. I said, no, man, come on. Oh life life. <laughs> you look so good for that age. I'm looking really. Fantastic. And what advice do you have to, to give to anyone who, who's lost hope as far as their status, HIV status? Uh, you see, that's why I always uh, said, these people is HIV positive, you must say no. The life is not finished. The life is still on. But just you must follow the rules of what the doctor says. 
and then also you must do some exercise. No, people sometimes it's difficult to exercise. Even if I told them in your community, come guys do some walking. So they say, oh, mama, but we can't run like you. But I said, no, I'm not going to run. I'm going to walk with you guys. See, like also about the people who run with me. I follow your step. I'm not going to run with my step or I'm not going to walk with my step, but I'm going to walk with this. But that gives me, I must be a patient for that people to take through. Mm. Yeah. Evelina, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Okay, thank you very much. Take care. Okay. Evelina Shabalala, one of uh, the 21 Icons South Africa. She's part of the, the, the series, with, and I've collected just about all of them, and they are all so beautiful. I know I'm missing a few, and, and if you are missing some, I saw an ad in the, in the Sunday Times last week. Um, not this this past Sunday, a few Sundays ago, that said, you know, you should call the Sunday Times. They'll probably deliver it for you if you've missed any of them. I, and and Madiba's one sold for a good sum, and I, I think they they lovely to keep. They really are lovely to keep. We'll take a little break, and coming back to talk to Michael Mabasa, spokesperson for the Industry Association for Responsible Alcohol Use. Just when you think you missed that one conversation in that one show, no, you didn't. Catch it once again on overnights, 12 midnights to 4 a.m. Here yeah, with me, Nayo Pondra, SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Otherwise, on SAFM. Welcome to Michael Mabasa, spokesperson for the Industry Association for Responsible Alcohol Use. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Um, what does your industry, what, what does your association do? Well, we are mainly uh, an association which is representing all the manufacturers, the marketers, and also the distributors of alcohol in South Africa mm-hmm. um, to really assist them to uh, begin to uh, take a responsibility, particularly in terms of making sure that alcohol uh, is um, sold in a very responsible way because we're very concerned that quite a number of um, South Africans don't use this product in a very responsible way, and mm-hmm. we feel very strongly that we need to organize the industry uh, so that we can then be able to begin to make sure that as they distribute this product, because they are, unfortunately, legal uh, products in, in the country, and uh, we need to be able to make sure that uh, they educate people because they cannot afford to, as producers of this uh, product, uh, continue producing products that uh, they do not take responsibility in terms of making sure that uh, the buyers of those products are actually well-educated in terms of consumption, uh, where they need to buy it, you know, and how to consume the product. Um, yeah, what is the responsible way? Because, I mean, firstly, it's it's that time of the year where even unlicensed shebeens, there are pop-up shebeens everywhere. People buy stock and, 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 and get it into their homes, and all of a sudden there's a shebeen for the Christmas period. How can that be policed? Well, we obviously are talking to government because in South Africa currently there are more than 120,000 um, outlets, and most of which are actually unlicensed. Out of these 120,000 outlets, uh, we do know that half of them are actually licensed outlets, which are you know, outlets that have applied for um, you know, a license from the Department of Trade and Industry, mm-hmm. um, and they have been given permission to, to trade in alcohol. But unfortunately, uh, we have seen in quite a number of our communities, particularly uh, in informal settlements where outlets mm-hmm. are 
springing up, and unfortunately those who are trading uh, in these uh, outlets are not taking the necessary precautions in making sure that they can be able to apply. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the unfortunate thing is that they obviously miss the loop, and we also as the industry, we cannot be able to access them because they're not registered, we don't know where they are, and we are unable to communicate directly with them to, in order for us to be able to really educate them uh, to make sure that, for an example, they do not sell uh, alcohol to uh, you know persons under the age of 18, mm-hmm. uh, and also they do not sell to persons who are already drunk or have already uh, indulged in products, uh, and so on and so forth. So there are quite a number of things that we educate people about the responsible use of the alcohol, um, you know, starting from the handling of the of the product up to the selling of the product uh, and so on. And we are certainly working with government now uh, in order to be able to close the loop in terms of making sure that we are able to uh, bring as many outlets as possible uh, so that they can be able to register. Mm. Um I need to know, though, how it can be policed. You, you, you deal with the ones that are licensed, and, and there is conversation happening there between yourselves and them. But, and, and, of course, you can't do anything about the informal settlements. Uh, I, I'm hoping that you could, but realistically, we, we, we cannot do anything there. But how does the public then, how do we as citizens assist? What do we know much about what we ought not to be doing? Because you're talking to the, the, the producers and you're talking to the distributors, but yeah. who's talking to us? Well, what else we want to do, and, and it's obviously something that we have not done before, is that we want to be able to make sure that all licensed uh, outlets are able to uh, display, for an example, uh, at the entrances, as soon as we enter the outlet, a certificate that actually ensures and, and really um, uh, indicates to the consumer that this particular outlet is actually licensed. And then we obviously want to encourage uh, people to only buy from those particular outlets and not to buy uh, products from those uh, outlets where they do not have any certificate displayed that indicates, obviously, that uh, those particular outlets are not um, uh, licensed. Mm-hmm. We are working, obviously, very closely with the South African Police Service uh, and the, also the Metro Police uh, in different metropolitan areas uh, who have been going up and down uh, and, obviously, confiscating products uh, particularly in, license, in, in, in areas where outlets are not licensed. And we want to obviously encourage them to continue to do so, particularly during this very important time uh, where people are going to be indulging quite extensively uh, in this particular product. So we want to be able to make sure that we encourage uh, our consumers also to uh, be vigilant and be able to um, you know, uh, use and, and, and buy products from, from outlets that are actually licensed to do so. Michael, I know you guys mean well, but I've never seen a, a, a bottle store and a liquor outlet asking anyone for ID. Certainly. I think this is one of the things that we really want to be able to inculcate the culture, particularly because, I mean, look, the reality of the matter is that most of the uh, owners of our bottle stores, particularly our shippings and our um, uh, uh, taverns in, in our communities, particularly in our historically disadvantaged communities, most of these do not necessarily have that culture where they would insist on getting uh, an ID, particularly uh, to suspecting, um, you know, uh, uh, people who who may be seen or who who may appear to be less than the age of 18. Mm -hmm. We really want to be able to encourage uh, and to inculcate that culture, particularly when a, 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 a youngster walks into your outlet and you suspect that that youngster 
uh, is below uh, the age of 18, uh, you know, our, our traders should actually insist uh, on uh, proof of um, identification. And then, unfortunately, it's a culture that uh, will definitely have to be inculcated uh, to be able to make sure that our traders do not put profits before uh, the responsibility of making sure that they're able uh, to ascertain that, in fact, uh, these are people who are, who are supposed to be buying alcohol, whether they consume it or they don't. Uh, because obviously also ourselves as adults, we also have a tendency of uh, asking our children to go and buy alcohol mm. on our behalf. Mm. Mm. And we want to make sure that uh, that culture uh, is actually not encouraged. If an adult wants to consume an alcohol, they themselves must actually stand up and go uh, and, and, and procure uh, such products as opposed to sending uh, small children. How do I, as a responsible citizen, engage with your association? If I do see something not right happening uh, and I see alcohol being abused in my community and illegal shabines for that matter, do I come to you or do I call the police? Well, obviously the first thing would be to call the police because uh, we do not have enforcement rights uh, nor do we have uh, you know, the ability to be able to enforce the law. Um, you know, because we are just an association. But certainly, we we have set up a website, uh, and we've also uh, encouraged uh, producers. For example, uh, SAB and also uh, Brandhouse have already websites that encourages consumers uh, to be able to, uh, for an example, uh, report such incidents uh, directly, so that we can be able to follow up uh, on those particular incidents. We have received quite a number, uh, particularly in KwaZulu Natal in the recent past. And we have been able to follow up on those particular cases very, very strongly, particularly for an example where we had a, a situation where a product was distributed and that particular product was illicit product. Mm. Uh, and a consumer uh, was able to report directly into our website uh, that, um, you know, a particular uh, a distributor is, 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 is distributing a, pro- a product that is not a legal product and we were able to successfully I am, um, you know, link up with the police, and, and, and the suspects were, were arrested and subsequently convicted. And lost their license, I hope. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> but now, what's your take on advertising? There's a, there's a, 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 a discussion about whether ad- liquor advertising should be banned or not. Well, look, our view as the industry association is that, certainly, firstly, we are very concerned about the abuse of alcohol in South Africa. And then I think we need to be able to put that, um, you know, up front. Uh, and we will obviously do everything in our power as the industrial association to be able to make sure that we're able to reduce uh, the abuse of alcohol. Because our view is that alcohol is not necessarily a problem. The problem comes when uh, it, the product is actually abused. Now, in relation to alcohol advertising in particular, we do not believe as well that Banning um, alcohol advertising will necessarily uh, reduce the consumption of the product because there's no link. South Africans are very loyal customers uh, who are also brand conscious and they're very loyal to their brands. Mm. Um, and when, when, when they buy these products, they do not do so because they've seen a, an advert on television um, uh, and so on. We believe very strongly that most of um, the alcohol companies are using advertising primarily as a platform in order for them to be able to take uh, market share from one company to the next because the World Health Organization actually did a study in South Africa and they tell us that over the past 10 years, 
alcohol consumption in South Africa has actually declined. And this is the really? per consumption. Yes, it has gone down. Um, but if you look at that per capita consumption decline uh, and contrast it with the advert spend, so meaning alcohol companies are spending more on advertising uh, despite the fact that the consumption overall in the country has been going down. Now, you, you, you ask yourself, why are these companies now spending money uh, if they are unable to attract new customers? And, and the answer is a very simple one, that they're actually taking market share from one company to the next. And, and our view is that whether you ban alcohol advertising or not, uh, it will not necessarily address uh, the, the systematic problem that we really need to be able to tackle together as South Africans in making sure that we address specifically uh, the issue around abuse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm sad to say that if, even though, and, and that's why I was surprised when you say the usage is, is declining, because I'm seeing more and more young people starting to drink, and the advertising is mainly towards young people. You know, the, the, the softish drinks, the ciders, and the, you know, the, the, the way the advertising is done, it is attractive to them. And more and more females are drinking, I would yeah. say. Yeah, well, look, I think the statistics, because the, 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 the nice thing in South Africa is that I think uh, all of us, government, the industry, and many other organizations are obviously concerned about the abuse of alcohol. And I think we are all of us now, you know, uh, investigating exactly what is the cost. And one of the studies that was con- conducted last, I mean, this year in June, uh, which was released by Econometrics, which is one of our uh, very reputable think tanks in the country, mm-hmm. they actually told us that 65% of South Africans do not drink. And I, I think that also came as a surprise to yeah, us. as a surprise to hear that, yeah. That 65% of South Africans, and I'm talking here about, uh, you know, people who are over the age of 18, uh, do not drink alcohol at all. And, and, and the reasons for, for them not to drink is obviously varies from uh, religious reasons and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So only 35% of South Africans do indulge in alcohol. And out of that 35%, only 8% of it do so in a, in a binge-drinking manner. So they do so excessively. And I think that is where the problem uh, is in South Africa because many South Africans, but there is the 35% that is drinking, they do so in a very responsible way. I mean, you have people, for example, who go for dinner, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where somewhere mm-hmm. in Sankton or uh, somewhere in Greenpoint and enjoy that dinner with a glass of red wine. And they do so in a very responsible way. But only 8%. Of South Africans are unfortunately abusing alcohol, and I think this is the eight percent that we really need to be able to to address. And, and most of it, obviously, uh, as you correctly said, it's obviously young people, uh, you know, those who are in universities, those who have just graduated, um, and, and we're also seeing uh, an increase also in terms of female drinking. And we want to be able to make sure that we we educate them, particularly that they do, they do not need to drink, particularly because it has some I- impact. Uh, uh, negatively so, particularly if you are pregnant and so on and so forth. Mike, I would I would love to have more conversations with you. Let's let's look at what we can do with that eight percent, and hopefully we 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 invite you on the show again. Have a very responsibly um, enjoyed <laughs> holiday. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Bye. Michael Mabasa, who is uh, from the Industry Association for Responsible Alcohol Use. It is now time for our children's story. It's Shop Shop, and it's all about reconciliation.